Dear listener, Sai Ram and greetings from Prashanti Nilayam. Welcome to our radio program, Afternoon Satsang. This is a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live, hosted by Prem and Arvind at 12.30pm Indian Standard Time on Thursdays, only on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. The discussion is on Ramakatarasa Vahini, a book written by Swami, and today's episode was first broadcast live on 15th January 2015. Have a listen please. Sairam dear listeners and welcome to the Shankranti special afternoon satsang. Of course, we will be continuing with the Ramkatha Rasavahini but dear listeners, this is something very important and amazing that we would like to share with you before we go into the afternoon satsang and that is the drama presentation that was put up by the students of the men campuses of the Shri Satsang Institute of Higher Learning on the 14th of January. in case you missed watching it live or in case you have not yet watched it till now it is already available on youtube it is available as a radio sai video do watch it because it is something that is really life changing you can make out how wonderful it was because this is the first thing that we are speaking even before we have offered our most humble pranams at the lotus feet of beloved swami and i am sure that swami sitting in the studio here will forgive us of of this lapse because i am sure that swami in each one of us who was present in the kulwant hall or watching it live via radio sai would have felt the same because the drama in short brought out the reason behind the lord taking avtarhood in fact the reason why i am mentioning that here is because it has bearing on our ramkatha rasavahini discussion also we often have stated that rama was on a mission to annihilate ravana it's after watching the drama and having some internal churning done while reading the ramkatha rasavahini that we understand that rama's sole objective was not to annihilate ravana it just happened on the sidelines the objective behind the lord taking avatarhood is something much more subtle much more sublime so much more deep profound and so beautiful instead of revealing it here i hope that this acts like a teaser campaign for making you want to go and watch that beautiful drama which is available on the radio sai site with that you know we offer this segment with great love and gratitude to swami our pranams also to lord shri hanuman who is ever present whenever the ram katha is discussed sung or spoken about and before we begin let us immerse ourselves in the feelings of love for our dear lord by listening to the chant of the beautiful name of lord rama ಶ್ರೀರಾಘವಶರತ್ಮಜಮೇ ಸೀತಾಪತಿ 
listeners and now it's time to continue with the story of the ramayana as written by our dear lord but even as arvind was referring to that drama which happened yesterday of course i should also add that all through this week we've been having wonderful programs i think that presentation by the anantapur campus was also brilliant you know so much of content to be so crisply put in one hour of a presentation they covered so many religious faiths and how each one is evolved how what we all the way we look at god itself is actually colored by all these different faiths and what each of these faiths have journeyed through the you know the path of time and of course if we go before that there was the sports meet and this time seeing the sports meet was a totally different experience for me for various reasons one mm-hmm. the direct reason is along with the video cameraman from team radio sai i too got the chance to go atop the shanti vedika mm-hmm. i think this was for the first time in history that uh, we did a coverage from top of the shanti vedika and you can see the beautiful shots it's there on the website that is only a a personal reason but the main reason was this was so fantastically different this whole sports and cultural meet because all the campuses came together and put up a combined presentation which usually does not happen because every year each campus puts up a presentation so the students and the teachers they were very very determined that we should do something very different and something beautiful as we kick off the year marking bhagwan's 90th year of advent the year had been kicked off beautifully on the 1st of january by the alumni drama which was beautiful again evoking so much of love for swami and this sports season dear listeners really you know we feel that if possible do make it a point to be present at prashantinilayam during the sports and cultural meet week it is one week filled with sports and cultural events music band drama dance sports so much and above all you know sublimating all these and present as an undercurrent in all these is that intense pining and love for bhagwan 
it will be an experience to remember so if possible try to be here if not do definitely log in and watch out for this week especially when it comes again in 2016 but for those of you who have missed it it's available on the site please go and watch it it is definitely an experience that you will cherish so yes coming back to uh, the theme with which we began it is not as if the lord comes with a one pointed focus or mission it is not as if krishna came to annihilate kamsa or rama came to kill ravana there is something far deeper in fact i know i am jumping the gun and going much ahead but this was one episode that was presented in the drama as a very thought provoking question mm-hmm. if rama has come to annihilate ravana how do you explain this episode and they showed the episode and it is recorded in the ramayana what happens is the bridge has been built the vanrasena the monkey army the entire army has crossed over and rama is on the shores of lanka ready to launch an attack and at that point in time rama says let us give peace another chance a final chance let us send up emissary of peace to ravana if he can hand back sita in all dignity and respect we just return and there is no need for a war there is no need of bloodshed and at this point in time the other chieftains and the army generals are very upset they're saying rama you know we have done all this and come till here lakshmana in fact his blood boils he says you know lakshmana is ashukopa he gets angry very easily he also is ashutosha because he becomes happy also very easily so he says brother what is this this is a person for whom we have done all this you know we have traveled through the jungles we have done we have gone through so much hardships and now when we are on the threshold of a victory why should we give in rama says no if ravana surrenders then we can prevent this bloodshed that is rama stance that is the point in time when sugriva the monkey king he brings up a interesting doubt you know it's a problem actually he says rama by this time ravana's brother younger brother vibhishana has already joined rama's forces and rama has coronated him as the king of lanka as right. the emperor of lanka because once rama gives a word it is a word and so sugriva says now you have already coronated the uh, vibhishana as emperor of lanka now if ravana surrenders what will you do i mean he surrendering so you can't vanquish him therefore now you are having two kings for the same throne and rama says if ravana surrenders i shall request my brother bharata he will step aside and ravana shall become the emperor of ayodhya and when this episode is presented you know it really brings that question if rama has come with the single pointed focus of annihilating ravana how on earth can he simply sabotage his entire divine mission in one statement i mean there was a very good chance that if ravana surrenders the whole mission will get sabotaged that in itself you know the drama was presented as a court scene so there the devil's advocate which was sage narada himself says that see if rama's mission was not just to annihilate ravana annihilating ravana just happened along the sidelines his mission was something far more profound and that i think you know as you said prem bhagwan beautifully delineates at the beginning of the bhagavata vahini right in fact you know in, in the bhagavata vahini there are a couple of examples which swami gives one thing first of all he says is hmm. it is often said that god incarnates to vanquish the evil because mm. always we have this scene in our mythology even when we see these tele serials and all that mm. you would have these hordes of the devas going to lord vishnu or lord shiva and praying on to him to 
have compassion and come and destroy the evil which is troubling them or something and then the lord incarnates hmm. but somebody is saying that that's definitely not the case at all because god does not incarnate to vanquish the evil Swami says the primary reason why God incarnates is to give joy and fill with happiness those that have pined for the Lord. Mm. He says that is the primary motive. In fact, even if you go back to that Bhagavad Gita shloka where Krishna says, you know, the way it is worded itself is very good. As many times Swami would himself say, Sanskrit is a very beautiful language. Oftentimes we talk about reading between the lines. In Sanskrit, you always have to read between the lines because even that shloka All where it says Paritranaya Sadhuna. If you see, the first one which is mentioned is Paritranaya Sadhuna. I have come to foster those who are pious. And it says, Vinashaya Chatushkritam. Cha is and, which is like, I come for fostering the good, but I also vanquish the evil. It's almost like, having come down, why not even do that? <laughs> Very interesting point, Rim. Yes. In fact, Swami says that, and the hmm. wonderful example that Swami gives, I think it's beautiful the way Swami says, He says, Why does a cow give milk okay Swami says you may do a hundred things with that milk you may make cheese out of it and put it on your pizza but the milk the cow gives is for the calf so Swami says similarly if you ask why does the avatar come you know into human realm the only reason is to give happiness and to foster the goodness in people all other things are only you know byproducts of that act when you mentioned that Bhagavad Gita shloka I was reminded of a variant of the same mm-hmm. that Bhagwan has given. You know, Swami says that, for example, when he came as Lord Narsimha or the Varaha Avatar, that time all the evil was in one or even if we take the case of the Rama Avatar. It apparently was completely in one individual in the case of Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu and a few individuals when it came to Rama. So, the first two avatars, that is Varaha and Narsimha, had to vanquish and kill one one person each, while Rama had to kill a few people, a few demons. By the time of Krishna, it spread and it was in one entire family. It's almost like there is one good half and a bad half. So almost like one half had to be vanquished. But Swami says in the Kali Yuga, every individual has good and bad. So now it has to be done at a subtle level, where the good in a person is fostered and that leads to the destruction of the bad. So, a modified shloka has been presented where Swami says, Paritranaya sadhunam, Parivartanaya cha dushkrutam, Prema samstapanarthaya, Sambhavami pade pade. It just means in order to, you know, foster the virtuous, in order to transform the wicked, and in order to establish prema. There it is dharma samstapan, here it is prema samstapanarthaya. Sambhavami pade pade. Yuge yuge is after age after age. Right. Pade pade means at every step, at every moment. Why I said it's interesting is if you look at the two stanzas, almost everything is changed except for the first statement, which is paritranaya sadhunam. Which means, according to the times, according to desha, kala, paristhiti, the other objectives might change. Whether you want to destroy the wicked or you want to transform the wicked, whether you want dharma to be the main pillar on which you base the mission or whether you want prema to be the main pillar all these might change but paritranaya sadhunam has remained constant so you know that is what actually the drama also brought out i'm letting it out i know but it is so beautiful that god just comes to foster goodness and nobility that's all everything else 
is incidental in fact you know that is the part of the equation which god you know manipulates to even destroy the evil in a sense maybe i'm going off the track but i think it's very necessary to understand some of swami's acts to understand some of what happened in the rama avatar and the krishna avatar in fact i don't know whether we have mentioned this before mm-hmm. there is a story which is you know a legend which some of my teachers in bindavan our teachers in bindavan used to tell us about an incident from the life of rama brahmam Hmm. He used to be the caretaker in Brindavan Ashram, hmm. and many times in the night he used to go around the ashram just to see if everything is safe you know, as a security uh, checkup. So whenever he would walk into the dark all alone, he would hear some sounds of some uh, anklets following him. Oh, it's a very strange thing, and uh, many of us know that it's something worth Ghostly. being, yeah, scared of. But he would you know ignore it because it was Swami's ashram, Brindavan, you know, nothing to fear. Swami is always there. But he would hear that for many years, you know. He would hear that when he would walk alone, he would hear this anklets following him. One day, Swami called him and apparently gave him a work which had to be completed in another city. So Swami told him, "You go to this particular city. You go and stay in this particular hotel or lodge." Swami gave him a name. He said, "Finish the task. Don't do anything else. Don't meet any other acquaintance or family, and just come back." Mm-hmm. And apparently, in that particular hotel, when he was staying that night. this spirit or evil uh, spirit whatever it was tried to attack him there and swami appeared in that room and kind of vanquished that spirit and saved him hmm. so that was the experience he had so he hmm. comes back and swami tells him that you know why he had to do that swami said this thing was after you but it couldn't lay its hands on you when you were in the ashram no but the question that arises prem is why did not in trai brindavan right exactly huh. so swami said see it cannot attack you in the ashram and i cannot punish till it attacks you okay okay so what i had to do is i had to send you out of the ashram making you do my work so when you're going out doing my work when it comes and tries to attack you i have all the responsibility to come and vanquish it and save you so if you look at it that way if you see all the you know hiranyaksha hiranyakashipu you know hiranyakashipu is doing all kinds of atrocities but until prahlada as a devotee was sent into that household and he was put in a situation where hinikashpur tortured that you know little devotee of his the lord did not decide to come and punish him and the mm-hmm. same thing if you see even in, in the ramayana you know ravana has been ruling and troubling people for so many years but he sent sita who was so devoted to himself to the very lanka which you know he was ruling and he said now i have a reason to come and attack you and finish you off mm-hmm. so it's almost like the first and primary idea of the advent of the lord's present all of lives is you know if there is a trace of goodness i will foster it until that becomes the predominant nature in you at this point prem just the inspiration from within was to take this little detour you mentioned about this spirit that was you know behind rama brahmam i remember in a previous satsang when we had spoken about spirits possessing people we had received a few mails in which uh, people said that you know this spirits thing is not actually scientific Today modern psychiatry has recognized this to be whatever various and there is a scientific explanation for what modern science believes that the ancients foolishly believed as being possessed by spirits or ghosts or whatever but uh, many occasions you know recently I was reading a discourse which Bhagwan delivered in 1970 it was to an all india conference and in that also you know swami mentions that you will come across some people who claim that they have got swami's powers and swami has endowed them with power and they will be able to do some of the things that swami is doing mm-hmm. you know swami says and swami says don't ever listen to them 
बिकॉज आई हैव नो नीड फॉर एनी एजेंट दिस इज द वर्ड स्वामी यूजेस एंड स्वामी इज वेन दे आर डूइंग लाइक दैट इट इज सम काइंड ऑफ अ चीप ट्रिक और अ स्पिरिट विच हैज प्रोसेस दम स्वामी सेज दैट इन द डिस्कोर्स सो इन अनदर डिस्कोर्स टू ऑन दिस मैटर स्वामी स्पीक्स अबाउट द सेम थिंग दैट इज अ स्पिरिट प्रोसेसिंग सो विच शोज दैट देर इज समथिंग जस्ट बिकॉज वी डोंट अंडरस्टैंड इट टूडे वी कैन नॉट डीबंक इट कंप्लीटली सो वाइल साइकेट्री एंड मॉडर्न साइंस हैज सम एक्सप्लेनेशन फॉर सम ऑफ दैलुसिनेटरी एक्सपीरियंसिस दैट पीपल हैव इट कैनॉट बी यूज एज कंक्लूसिव प्रूफ टू से दैट इट इज रॉन्ग टू से दैट अ स्पिरिट और घोष प्रोसेस समबडी बिकॉज स्वामी हैज इनफैक्ट डन इट एंड वी नो ऑफ सो मेनी केसेस विच इन स्वामी इन हिज यंगर डेज हैज एक्चुअली डी प्रोसेस्ड पीपल हु आर प्रोसेस्ड बाई सच स्पिरिट्स सो आई जस्ट थॉट दिस वॉज एन असाइड बट सिंस द मैटर केम अप आई जस्ट थॉट ऑफ राइटिंग इट ऑफकोर्स आई रिमेम्बर दैट मेल विच केम एज यू सेड यू नो देर इज सो मेनी थिंग्स विच इज बियॉन्ड साइंस डेफिनेटली वी एग्री इट एंड why not be humble enough to say that there can be some things which we cannot explain right now and you know going back to this practically looking at you know the episode of sita going into lanka and i think this is something which we might go through in our day to day life you would find that you have not done anything wrong to anybody but you are in a situation where you are in the midst of all the evil people or the wrong doers mm. and you wonder why has swami put you in there maybe it is a signal that swami is you know sending you there to use you as a wire means to transform that you know to transform situation. or destroy either way right, either way <laughs> because it's also a signal to us that we have to hold on to that devotion and love and purity being in a situation like that does not warrant you to change your nature along similar lines i think i we have mentioned this in a previous satsang but it's relevant here i remember a discussion that a few teachers in the university were having about this very same thing of the lord taking avatarhood why does the lord take avatar hood you know if it is in order to vanquish the evil you know there are the four yugas that is the satya yuga the treta yuga the dwapar yuga and the kali yuga and each yuga progressively is worse than the previous one right so in satya yuga there were some five six mini avatars matsya kurma varaha narsimha vamana and so many avatars have come in satya yuga but still they couldn't stop it from changing into the treta yoga then in treta yoga towards the end comes rama and what does he do does he change treta back to satya yoga no after treta yoga comes dwapar yoga <laughs> and at towards the end of dwapar yoga who comes lord shri krishna comes and is he able to transform dwapara back at least to treta forget to satya yoga at least to treta no we read of how towards the end of parikshit's reign kali has already entered Kali Yuga has already come. So suddenly, you know, it makes you feel as if all the avatars have failed. None of them seem to have prevented the world from slipping into worse times. That is where we have to remember that you know, destruction of the wicked or transformation of the wicked is just a side role. The main thing is fostering of love for God in hearts of people. And in that perspective, now, Prem, if we look at it, how much of love is there for Rama today? I am sure that Rama. in his times in treta yoga would not have had this much adoration of course we are going to see how much adoration he will receive now in ayodhya as he is leaving towards the forest but that is localized to ayodhya alone today in canada in america in europe in australia there are temples for lord shri rama now how do you say that i mean there is so much of love for rama the same thing love for krishna and even you know why stick to this if we look across religions also the love for jesus it almost 
is certain that no man of god or no god no messiah no prophet nobody has been able to come on earth and stop the wicked buddha the prophet muhammad whoever have come they have not been able to stop it is just that they have brought about love in the hearts of people towards god and i feel that is the secret behind avatarhood to foster the good to nourish the good and to increase love for god in the hearts of people very true I mean, just going by the story we are studying right now the ramayana at best the most predominant person who was vanquished was ravana maybe the other ones like surpanaka tatiki and marichya subahu and all that but compared to the number of people whose lives lord rama touched you know compared to the number of people who whose life literally got sanctified by the presence of lord rama if you compare that that itself shows that you know this was definitely uh, the weightage for this was more than the vanquishing of the evil in fact we will see as rama goes to the forest definitely he killed a few demons here, demons and rakshasas here and there but the number of sages and saints and hermits whom he blesses shabari who has been waiting for him we will come across so many and even some of the rakshasas they have actually been devas or people of good birth who have been cursed to be rakshasas they are awaiting redemption at the hands of rama so personally i have no doubts left about the purpose behind the lord's avatarhood and his mission cannot be narrow mindedly thought as destruction of one individual or destruction of a few individuals the lord never comes to destroy the lord always comes to build while building on the sidelines if some destruction happens it happens but the lord always comes to build that's what our sai has also done in our heart he has built that edifice of love so strong that all of us you know are convinced that if we have that love of sai and love for sai in our hearts we need nothing else in this world that is the miracle the true miracle the miracle of love as swami says that the avatar achieves and actually this is one of the reasons when now when you look at how in a sense lord rama was literally obsessed to leave for the forest mm. you know i'm sure that all these people whose lives have been waiting to be touched by you know the lord all of them would be in his mind because so much of desperation he is showing because except for that one moment when he was told to go to the forest and except for that one individual kaiki even her nature was revealed to us by swami why she asked for it nobody actually wanted to let go of lord rama nobody wanted and here was he finally you know with sita and lakshmana he's he's gone to the presence of dashratha he's gone to seek permission to leave and dashratha is literally rolling on the floor saying that no please don't go and you know making it very clear because even the very argument which rama gave lakshmana that mm. you know father was silent even though kaikeyi was the one who communicated the wish of father father was himself silent mm. but even that has been negated now because dashratha is rolling on the floor and <laughs> saying that please don't go mm. you know he's cursing kaikeyi for having asked for those boons and he's saying that you still don't have to follow her i am pleading with you nobody wants you to leave you can stay back it almost looks like you know this was rama's equivalent of saying my devotees are calling me i have to go right that exactly. is what swami did you know in one moment nobody wanted swami to do what he did i mean his parents wanted him the family they, whatever but swami just said my devotees are calling i can't wait any longer i have to go he just through whatever he had as his possession that time it was just a bag of books and he walked away rama too did the same only thing is this time his possession was a kingdom that's all <laughs> for the lord there is no difference between a book and a kingdom between gold and between dust it is the same for the lord and therefore 
when the time comes and he has to respond to his devotees calling him the lord drops whatever he is having and just sets out and that is what lord rama did dear listeners we feel that this is a perfect point where we'll pause and play a clip from bhagwan's discourse there are two reasons for this one is that it is a best possible summary of the previous 2 3 satsangs where swami summarizes beautifully and says what has happened this will be advantages for those who have missed and also in this discourse clip swami touches on a few a certain subtle points which none of us would have ever thought of which we shall discuss and bring up after we listen to this discourse yeah this is from the 1996 summer course oh okay the 22nd of may so we we'll listen to this clip which is a beautiful insightful and good summary for the story thus far పట్టాభిషేకమునకు సిద్ధముగా ఉండినటువంటి రాముడు రామా ఇస్ రెడీ ఫర్ కరోనేషన్ చక్కగా మీరు గుర్తించాలి అనేక మంది జాతకాలని ముహూర్తాలని ఈ పిచ్చి పిచ్చి భావాలు పెట్టుకుని కొంతవరకు తబ్బిబ్బైపోతుంటారు పీపుల్ ఆర్ కన్ఫ్యూజ్ బికాస్ ఆఫ్ సర్టన్ ఫీలింగ్స్ రిలేటెడ్ టు ద హారోస్కోప్స్ ఈ పట్టాభిషేకమునకు ఎవరు ముహూర్తం పెట్టిండేది హూ హెడ్ సెట్ దట్ ఆస్పిషియస్ మూమెంట్ ఫర్ కరోనేషన్ సాక్షాత్ బ్రహ్మరుషి అనేటువంటి వశిష్ఠుల వారే పెట్టాడు వశిష్ఠాద బ్రహ్మరుషి బ్రహ్మరుషి అనేటువంటి వశిష్ఠుల వారు ఈ యొక్క పట్టాభిషేకం ముహూర్తం పెట్టారు బ్రహ్మర్షి వశిష్ఠాయికి దీనికి ఇంకా కొన్ని చరిత్రలు బ్యాక్గ్రౌండ్ లో ఉంటున్నాయి అధికముంది More than her own son, she loved Rama much more. Both of them know this secret. He started proceeding to God. He was very happy while going. He was very happy while going. He was very happy while going. Any person, human for that matter, do you ever find him happy while going to God? కఠినమైన అడవి లోపల పద్నాలుగు సంవత్సరాలు సంతరించమని కోరినప్పుడు ఎంత దుఃఖిస్తారు ఎంత విలిపిస్తారు ఎంత నిరాశ గురి అయిపోతారు అలాంటి వియోగం కానీ అలాంటి దుఃఖం కానీ లేదు బట్ రామా సాడ్ జగత్తులో ప్రతి ఒక్కటి మంచే ఇన్ దిస్ వరల్డ్ ఎవరింగ్ ఇస్ గుడ్ సుఖ దుఃఖే సమయ కృత్వ లాభం లాభజయాజయాత్ రెండు కుటుంబ సమత్వంగానే చూసుకోవాలి ప్లెషర్ అండ్ పెయిన్ షుడ్ బి ట్రీటెడ్ ఈక్వల్ నేను ఆనందంగా వెళుతున్నాను అన్నాడు ఐఎమ్ గోయింగ్ హ్యాప
తల్లి దగ్గరికి వచ్చేటప్పటికి తల్లి చాలా విలపించింది సామాన్యురాలు కౌసల్య కౌసల్య కన్న కడుపు భరించుకోలేనంత బాధను అనుభవిస్తూ వచ్చింది ఎవరి మాట కూడా వినలేదు లక్ష్మణుడు కూడా బయలుదేరాడు లక్ష్మణ స్టార్టెడ్ ఫాలోయింగ్ లక్ష్మణుడు ఎందుకోసం బయలుదేరాడు లక్ష్మణుడు కూడా నువ్వు తండ్రిని విమర్శించినట్టుగా అనేక గ్రంథాల్లో ఉంటుంటాది ఇన్ సర్టన్ తండ్రిని విమర్శించలేదు సంకల్పాన్ని అనుసరించడమే నా కర్తవ్యం ఊర్మిడికి చెప్పలేదు సుమిత్రకు చెప్పలేదు తండ్రికి చెప్పలేదు ఎవరికి చెప్పలేదు రాములతో బయలుదేరాడు ఈ విధమైనటువంటి ఒక సహజ ధర్మాలు దైవతత్వానికి దైవ శక్తులకు తప్ప మరొక దానికి సాధ్యం కాదు దీస్ థింగ్స్ ఆర్ పాసిబుల్ ఓన్లీ టు గాడ్ అండ్ డివైన్ పవర్ రామా నేను పుట్టడమే నీ సేవ నిమిత్తమై పుట్టాను రామా ఐఎమ్ బోన్ టు సర్వ్ యూ నిన్ను వదలి క్షణమైనా నేను ఉండలేను ఐ కెనాట్ లీవ్ లీవింగ్ యువర్ కంపెనీ ఫర్ ఎమౌంట్ లేకుండా పోతే నన్ను అరణ్యానికి పంపించి నీవు అయోధ్యలో ఉంటుంది అదర్వైజ్ యూ సెండ్ మీట్ ద ఫారెస్ట్ అండ్ యూ స్టే బ్యాక్ ఇన్ అయోధ్య నేను నీ వెంట రాక తప్పదు అన్నాడు ఐ మస్ట్ నెసరీ ఫాలో యూ రాములంటే లక్ష్మణుడికి చాలా ప్రేమ లక్ష్మణ ఇంటెన్స్ లో ఫర్ రామా లక్ష్మణుడంటే రాములకు ప్రేమ అండ్ రామా ఆల్సో మీరు ఇరువురి ప్రేమల మధ్యలో ఉండినటువంటి సంబంధ బాంధవ్యం అనేటువంటిది చాలా విచిత్రమైనటువంటిది and intimate love between the two is very mysterious eppudu kuda nu mahavishnu swarupanga undinappudu seratalpam paina pandukunnattu bhishmuni vale ikkada aadisheshana paina pavadinchinattu vaadu sri ramachandrudu just as bhishma lied on the bed of arrows here in rama lying on lakshmana aadisheshudu lakshmana is aadishesha athane paina nirantaramu pavadinchinattu vaadu ee ramudu so rama was reclining on aadishesha kanukune iruvuriki edabadu jaragadaniki avakasam ledhu so there is no scope for separation between the two iruvurlo undinattu antarathalu variki maatrame telusu they know the inner meaning between vellaru they went సరయూ తీరం దాటారు కాలం అయిపోయింది ప్రజలందరికీ ఈ రహస్యం తెలియదు పీపుల్ డు నాట్ చాలా మంది అనేక విధములుగా కూడా విలపిస్తూ పరిగెత్తుతూ శ్రీరాముని వదిలి ఉండలేము మా ప్రాణము తీసేయమని అనేక మంది ప్రార్థిస్తూ వచ్చారు మెనీ పీపుల్ క్రాయిడ్ అండ్ క్రాయిడ్ and they said they cannot leave the company of sri ram me enduki ee drushyanni choodali endukosam mem bratakali why should we see all this scene why should we live ma bratakenduku what for inka talli daggarki vellaru namaskaram chesaru they did namaskar to mother inka ame cheppalenanta baada padtu vachindi kausalya kausalya was grief stricken konni nelal nunchi kuda nu kausalya daggaru potam ledhu dasarathudu dasartha was not going to kausalya for few months back konta manthe kaadu కైక వివాహం జరిగినప్పటి నుంచి కూడా నువ్వు కౌశల్య దగ్గరికి పోవటం లేదు రైట్ ఫ్రమ్ ది టైమ్ ఆఫ్ కైకాస్ వెడ్డింగ్ జరుగుతుంటుంది కడపటి భార్య అంటే చాలా ఇష్టం లాస్ట్ వైఫ్ సో ఎన్డిరింగ్ అప్పుడు రాముని చూసి ఈ విధంగా పోయినప్పుడు పంపించింది రామా నీకు ఈ విధమైన పరిస్థితి వస్తుందని నేను కలలో కూడా తలంచలేదు ఏ నిమిషంలో నీవు రాజవుతావో ఈ ఆనందాన్ని చూచి నేను ఆనందించాలనుకున్నాను ఐ వాంట్ టు బీ హ్యాపీ వెయిటింగ్ ఫర్ దట్ మూమెంట్ వెన్ యూ బీ కరోనేటెడ్ జరగవలసింది జరగక తప్పదు వాట్ ఈస్ డెస్టిన్ టు హ్యాపెన్ మస్ట్ హ్యాపెన్ అని ఆశీర్వదించి నీకు అరణ్యమే అయోధ్య that forest is your maa ki ayodhyane aranyam for me this ayodhya is the forest niu samrakshinchukoni nivi ikka samayanni tappaga sadviniyogam cheskuni ramanni you make proper use of this time and return kurchundi she sat tanaka taanu inka nenu bretaka nakkarledu anukundi i don't need to live any longer patisutulaku duramaina padati bretukadela 
పతి సుతులకు దూరమైన పడతి బ్రతుకదేలా ఏ పాప ఫలంబునాకు ఈ తాపము కలుగజేసి ఏ పాప ఫలంబునాకు ఈ తాపము కలుగజేసి పతి సుతులకు దూరమైన పడతి బ్రతుకదేలా ఎందుకు నా బ్రతుకు ఒకవైపున పతికి దూరం అయ్యాను ఒకవైపున సుతులకు దూరం అయ్యాను నేను ఎందుకు బ్రతకాలి ఎవరి కోసం బ్రతకాలి అన్న పానాలను వదలిపెట్టి అహోరాత్రములు కూడా నువ్వు బాధపడుతుండాలి Swami said first that is there's nothing like bad muhurtam because people say that a wrong time was selected for Rama's coronation and because the time was wrong it was inauspicious it resulted in Rama having to go to the forest instead of being crowned as the crown prince and Swami says there can be nothing more foolish than this because who had set the time of the coronation it was Vashishta a Brahma Rishi how can a Brahma Rishi go wrong Swami says that everything that happens is Rama's will. You know, this is such a powerful message for all of us. We often, you know, blame bad times, bad situations and anything other than ourselves for whatever bad that is happening. It's a different case when it comes to the good, we take credit for it, but we often try to find external excuses. So, while the question might be if we are not to blame the external circumstances whom should we blame should we blame ourselves swami takes the whole debate and discussion to an entirely higher level where he says don't even try to spend energy to find out who or what is to be blamed just accept everything as rama's will as swami's will as god's will you know this is what true surrender is what swami has said that you are able to accept every moment of your life whatever happens to you as something that is good for you and that is the message swami gives at the beginning of the clip and it is such a powerful one which swami has delivered so subtly and so quickly very true you know going back to what we were telling about uh, that offer which rama was ready to give ravana hmm. one thing which swami would often tell in his discourses you know he would say that don't ever think that god punishes you or god rewards you Hmm. Swami would say it's only your actions hmm. so if one were to think you know somebody like Ravana who has done so many atrocities you know Sita is definitely not the first one whom he has troubled correct and, uh, he must have troubled so many people can he be forgiven of all those just because he is ready to come and surrender at the feet of Lord Rama hmm. one might wonder that will everything be forgiven I think that is where what Swami says is important because Swami doesn't say that I don't come to punish you you will seek punishment from your own actions good karma or bad karma you will have to come and that's why i think uh, somebody once said you know is god a perfect businessman you know mm. you do good you're given good in return you do bad you're given bad in return so he said no god is actually a very bad businessman because when you do bad what are bad you done you have to answer for it there's no escape but for that little good you do the response is always multifold that is why even in that discussion you know rama is saying that let him come and do this one act i will reward him multifold exactly. i am ready to forgive a lot 
I think that is what is important. Even in that, this entire Ramayana, you will see that coming over and over again. Being Ahalya, you know, the mistake was there, but when the repentance was genuine, you know, the response was forthcoming. If that brings up the question as to what about our acts and actions then? I mean, is it possible that I'll just lead my life in whatever way possible? I'll just, you know, have fun and do all the wrong things. And then in the end, come and tell, I'll surrender to you, Swami. Will it be fine? Theoretically, yes. If you are able to surrender, yes, everything will be fine. For that act of surrender, the Lord will reward you. And it will overcome all these things. But, as can be seen, you know, that is why these epics are there. They stand as testimonies and they stand as examples for us. You know, if it was that easy, why why did Ravana have to meet his death? Couldn't he have just jumped at this opportunity? That is what, Prem, when you said that, we face the fruits of our own actions. That is what happened. I feel that is what prevented Ravana from actually coming and surrendering to Rama. While his own brother, born to the same mother, born with the same tendencies, born in the Rakshasa kingdom, Vibhishana, was able to come and surrender. You know, that shows actually the power of action. Because when both are born in the same environment to the same mother, just by doing good, Vibhishana was able to take the decision to surrender at Rama's feet while Ravana wasn't able to. So, yes, the Lord uplifts. You know, one good deed is rewarded to the power of infinity in an exponential manner. But that doesn't take away the fact that to be ready, to be mentally prepared and to have your heart prepared to surrender to the Lord, you must have those tendencies and tendencies are built up through our actions. Swami says, so a thought Reap an action, so an action, reap a tendency, so a tendency, reap a habit, so a habit, so a reap a character. So, you know, it all begins that way. So, it's like saying that uh, I will offer the mansion to the Lord, but I will use bad bricks. You just cannot do it. And that is the subtle message that is built in that we cannot have good ends with wrong means, nor can we have wrong ends if our means have been good. You know, there is that Chinakata which Swami says about uh, a man who is very poor who is worshipping Lord Lakshmi and she, he says that, you know, Mother, please bless me and, and draw me out of poverty. Hmm. So then finally, Goddess Lakshmi appears in front of him and she says, Okay, tell me what do you want? So he says, I just want prosperity and I'm suffering. So she says, Alright, you walk ahead to your house and I will follow you and I'll follow with all my jewels. When I come to your house, I'll give you whatever I'm wearing, you know, all the jewel which I'm, jewels which I'm wearing. It will be all yours. But under one condition, that when you are walking, never once should you stop and turn back. Hmm. Okay. Imagine, here is a poor man who has been in poverty all through. And even as he is walking, all the while he is hearing the jingling of all the jewels that Mother Goddess is wearing. So, you know, that curiosity to see what she is wearing. What am I going to be blessed with at the end of this journey? He is not able to contain that curiosity, so he turns back and he sees and the mother vanishes. Hmm. So it's almost like that greed with which you seek God will sometime catch up. You know, even if you say that Ravana had a little bit of sense and says that I'm going to come and surrender. I think the greed with which you want to surrender, the, uh, the motive, know, the motive with which you want to seek God sometime will catch up with you. That is why even if for a wrong motive, if you turn to God as much as possible, try to purify ourselves. I think that is a task which has to be taken upon at the earliest. Exactly, and as these famous stories of Abu Ben Adam and other things show, even if we don't turn to God, but if our intentions are good, that goodness will automatically get attracted to godliness. And in due course of time, it is nothing, 
it will not be surprising that goodness also gets attracted to godliness but getting attracted to godliness for things other than goodness is a sure shot way to go to hell <laughs> i mean i didn't mean it literally but in the sense of the term swami described how the whole kingdom became panicky and they became restless they became drowned in sorrow at the news of rama lakshmana and sita leaving the kingdom of ayodhya in fact as you said dasharatha was rolling on the floor wailing and sumanthara the minister who sees him anybody who would have seen him wouldn't be able to believe that this is the great monarch the emperor of the kingdom and dasharatha just tells sumanthara that sumanthara what have i done what is this you please go and get back the trio you know get back rama lakshmana and sita right now he in fact says that you know they it will take them almost a week if they have to reach the forest's edge the edge of the kingdom to enter the forests go and take a chariot for them let them not walk all the distance i can't imagine their tender feet being hurt by the cruel paths so please go take a chariot for them let them go and go along with them till the very edge of the kingdom and try your best make them you have got 4 days you know it take 4 days in a chariot you have got 4 days in those 4 days try to change their mind please sumantra you do this nothing else you need to do you don't have to give importance to any other order any other command your sole duty is this to go escort the trio and try your best to get them back to ayodhya let them not go into the forest and you know swami writes that even as dasharatha says this he knows that he is pleading a hopeless case because he tells that also sumantra i know that rama will not turn back on the word you know it's almost as if there is no way that rama will not enter the forest because see prem if there was a chance that rama is not going to enter the forest why will he send a chariot to take them till the edge he could have as well said that you go and try to convince them because somewhere deep within dasharatha knows that rama is not going to turn back so he tells sumantra take the chariot because you know let them have a royal journey till the edge of the kingdom and that is how he sent sumantra but even after that dasharatha is not at peace absolutely you know that entire scene which swami describes where rama sita and lakshmana are being taken by sumantra and he says the entire citizenship of ayodhya are following and everybody is running behind the chariots the younger ones are running for longer distances and the older ones after a while you know giving up and even as this entire uh, city of ayodhya is following the chariot of rama and lakshmana sumantra is trying to tell them not to follow that rama has taken a resolve he's not going to be you know coerced into not going into the forest so it's futile to follow him and try to stop him and even as this whole thing is seen as happening they find another chariot speeding by and swami says that some of them are even swooned and fainted there and when they hear another chariot go by they feel that maybe rama is returning hmm. but when they see they actually hear the voice of dashratha crying out calling out to rama and they find that dashratha has taken another chariot and he is pursuing this chariot of in which these three are traveling with sumantra and trying to stop them he is calling out he is wailing oh rama oh sumantra oh lakshmana stop in fact he shouts out to sumantra because apparently rama lakshmana and sita are not hearing him so he commands he shouts out sumantra i command you to stop i want you to stop because i want to have the darshan of my rama my beloved the, the apples of my eye i want to look at them for once more so please stop he's pleading beating his chest egging his charioteer to hurry faster 
and at this point in time sumantra turns to rama and says rama i have to stop the chariot you know because this is my monarch who is commanding me and rama says no don't stop the chariot he says rama how he gives a very interesting argument hmm. he says see for 4 days i have to travel with you hmm. but after i leave you at the edge of the city i have to go back and report to the same dashratha correct you know, that time he will ask me why didn't you stop i called you and that is when i think rama gives that beautiful argument yes yes you know he says that he also offers an alternative you know here you can see right. sumantra's devotion to rama he says rama so therefore the only way to solve this is take me also along with you to forest then i will have no fear i will do as you say because i don't have to return to dasharatha now so you take me also along with you which you know rama flatly refuses he says no it is not like that but let me tell you you are not disobeying the emperor whom you are disobeying now is just rama's father dasharatha the person who commanded me to go to the forest you know this is a very very subtle point a very subtle moral principle which you gets missed where rama says that the person who commanded me to go to the forest was the emperor dasharatha the man now commanding you to stop is not emperor dasharatha but rama's father dasharatha you know so you know the higher dharma comes first your duty towards society comes before your duty towards yourself because it's only when society exists that you exist so in the similar manner your duty towards the emperor comes before your duty towards the father of someone you love and therefore you have to listen to the emperor and not stop you know at this point in time uh, while uh, sumantra definitely appreciates this subtle point that rama has made he is wondering as to how he'll answer dasharatha and that is when rama says that it will not be a mistake even if you say that you did not hear the emperor and you know it's a very beautiful significant thing here when you say you did not hear the emperor rama has already explained that the person calling out to you is not the emperor it is the father of rama and so it is not as if you are telling a white lie what it telling is absolutely the truth you did not hear the emperor telling you to stop whom you are hearing is rama's father telling you to stop so therefore you can just go back after 4 days when you drop me you can go and tell the emperor that you did not hear the emperor's cries and swami writes that because this happens dasharatha tries for some time his body is weak and his body has got debilitated actually after this stroke of ill fortune what he thinks is ill fortune that rama is being taken away to the forest and therefore he stops midway and returns back to the kingdom's capital right and swami says that this crowd is still continuing the chariot so eventually rama decides that it's time to stop and maybe try personally to persuade them to return so eventually rama and his chariot stop even starts. before that actually you know when dasharatha is calling out to rama there's another reasoning that swami gives in the book he says mm-hmm. rama thinks that when dasharatha is yeah. calling me and i'm stopping see all the people will get false hopes there are many whom rama has seen as you said they have swooned and fallen unconscious because they are so sad that rama is leaving so rama thinks that now when his chariot stops those people who have swooned will wake up and they will get their hopes raised that you know possibly rama is not leaving actually that will be a more cruel blow because rama is definitely going to leave so that is the reason he does not stop when dasharatha is pursuing him but once dasharatha has gone rama feels it is fine now it is just about him assuaging their hearts and showering his mercy and compassion on them before leaving you know it reminds one of how swami while doing his long distance travels from various places to various places he would often stop by and slake the thirst of the people 
who were pining for darshan and sparshan and sambhashan i think sometime back when we were speaking to one of the old students mm-hmm. he was narrating an incident mm-hmm. i think if i'm not wrong when sami was going to or coming back from kodaikanal okay somewhere midway in one particular village there's nobody there it's something like the highway mm-hmm. and there sami found a shamyana which is erected and he found something like close to a few thousand people sitting in absolute silence and sitting very orderly hmm and you know this student was saying that some devotee had absolutely nailed it because he said you know he thought to himself that you can't stop swami if you stand on the road in a crowd and you you know if you try to block his know, car block or peek and have a darshan so he completely removed this crowd away from the highway and put a shed somewhere and made all these devotees sit in absolute silence and in an orderly fashion the moment swami saw that swami said hey, somebody is sitting there for darshan you know so much of discipline swami stopped and went to <laughs> that please wow and you know this person had erected a stage and there was a mic which was kept ready and you know swami was willing to give a discourse everything was ready and swami just was drawn to that discipline of that few thousand people sitting so quietly wow so swami goes there and moment swami goes even more people come so the already the shamyana which has been erected is not enough to house this entire crowd okay so swami goes there and uh, this person who is arranged this whole thing is so thrilled that swami has come so swami asks him to speak hmm so this person starts speaking and he speaks for 10 minutes 15 minutes half an hour 45 minutes and he still not stopped and swami is looking at the crowd and swami is more concerned that people are sitting in right under the sun it's sometime i think sometime in the afternoon and this person is in his devotional fervor he is not able to contain himself he is going on and on so swami has to please this devotee at the same time swami is worried about the devotees who are sitting in the sun so suddenly swami looks at this man and waves his hand and materializes a sugar candy oh so the moment he sees that swami is materializing something <laughs> this person comes so swami puts it into his mouth, mouth. <laughs> literally stops his mouth and blesses everybody and walks away <laughs> wow you know as i said prem when you were narrating this i was reminded of a similar episode this happened in 1999 mm-hmm. and i know this because my parents were involved this was during swami's visit to mumbai and after darshan in a ground at a place called goregaon mm-hmm. so from there swami was headed back towards dharmakshetra okay on the way bhagwan said that uh, he would fulfill the promise he had given to a devotee to visit his home and this devotee's home happened to be in borivili okay and so bhagwan you know my parents were part of the borivili samiti and the borivili samiti had adopted a slum called kajupada which is close by and all these slum children you know they never had the wherewithal and the means to go to dharmakshetra for darshan even if they managed to go till there you know the problem is dharmakshetra is a very small piece of uh, land there there is not enough darshan space and so it was tough to get accommodated that is why when swami goes to bombay you know in the last few years we saw darshan had been arranged in different halls and grounds because dharmakshetra is woefully inadequate for darshan so these children from the slum had not been able to have darshan and therefore a request had been made to swami whether you know at one particular point when he would pass by the national park the sanjay gandhi national park in borivili mm-hmm. whether people can just you know they with there's a large intersection there okay. and a huge parking area for the national park so there some people can gather and as swami's car passes by can the driver slow down but as you said the devotee is there 
I think in Borivili Samiti had hit the nail on the head. They made all these slum children sit. The children in the front, all of them are sitting. A carpet had been put, mm-hmm. and uh, in a hurry, a wedding chair. You know, it's not a new chair or anything. Just what a chair. Ha, what you hire? Just okay. had been hired, and a photograph of Swami had been placed nearby, and they were doing bhajans. Now Swami went to this devotee's house, but these children and nobody got up. They continued to do bhajans. In fact, this devotee later mentioned that at his home, Swami said that I am able to hear some bhajans. Okay, <laughs> which was definitely not possible with the physical ears. And then Swami, on the way back, stopped the car and lowered the window. He saw this going on, and Swami began to open the door. Now this I know because the convener of the samiti. rushed up to swami's door and invited him and as swami began to open the door the administrator a senior member of swami's trust who was sitting beside him told swami swami this is not a scheduled stop <laughs> you know this is not in the plans swami turned to him and told him i want to get down here can i and this person was all red faced swami got down he spent almost 5 to 10 minutes with the devotees there asked for aarti received aarti and you know they were so so thrilled just like you said somehow discipline and devotion seem to be powerful magnets the pull of which even the lord is unable to resist and that is exactly what rama also does you know he stops on the way and grants solace and peace and succor because the people how long can they run behind because he is on a chariot that is commanded by magnificent by sumantra and it's being powered by magnificent steeds the people will never be able to match that horse power so as in when you know rama sees that they are getting tired and they are pining for him he stops he consoles them assuages them soothes them in fact rama says if you really love me for my sake please return to your homes pray for me pray that i am able to fulfill all my obligations and duties and such humility when their rama is requesting the people have no other choice but to obey with tears down their cheek you know they listen to rama and many of them get slightly pacified though most of them continue to wail and cry the other thing which lord rama does is something which we spoke about last week hmm. where you know he tries to tell them what are the difficulties which lay in living in the forest because some of them are saying that if you are not living in ayodhya it's no more ayodhya for us that becomes the forest and where you live is the ayodhya so I mean we are following you and wherever you are putting tent we are joining you So that's when Ramak starts describing the travails which one would face living in the forest and it's not easy I mean you're not going into an organized city everything mm. is going to be difficult to get it just reminds me of something which happens with all of us in our relationship with Swami mm. you know when you come to know that this is divinity this is divinity incarnate i think all of us have that spontaneous desire to live with Swami all of us have that spontaneous desire to live a life which is centered around Swami Hmm. you know you would see this among many devotees who come to swami in the initial years but that decision is that of a moment's choice it just takes one moment to make that decision huh. but to live a decision such as that entire life is a completely different thing exactly. i think i'm reminded of an incident which is quoted many times in swami's presence hmm. swami looked at one of the boys i think must be in thraibrindavan and just all of a sudden swami asked him out of the blue what will you do for me what can you do for me and that boy said swami i'm ready to die for you and swami said adhikaru bangaru i don't want that be ready to live for me mm. because dying for god is just one moment's choice i think 
that has created so much problem in the world today we know that <laughs> dying for god is so easy and you know it just takes one moment of cowardice which is wrapped in what we think it is bravery mm. but actually it's just one moment but to live for god means living every moment that choice and i think that is what you know rama was trying to say that yeah emotionally you made this decision to follow mm. me mm. but do you know what lays ahead you know after this emotional moment passes are you ready to put up with all those difficulties which will come when you make this choice i remember my teacher from school sairam sir physics teacher in the first class when i attended when i was in 11th grade mm-hmm. he asked each one of us what are our objectives of coming to the shri satyasai higher secondary school and i remember telling him sir i just want to stay with swami so uh, different people gave different answers and at the end of the class actually at the end of the day maybe it was a couple of days later also he came up to me and he asked me you said that you have come here because you want to stay with swami is that true i said yes sir that's what i want to do i mean academics and all is secondary but i just want to be with swami he made a statement he said this is something that you can easily say when you are in 12th class if you are able to say this when you are in your second year postgraduate then know that you mean business and you know that is when i realized that possibly as you grow older you know as you <laughs> grow up in education whatever maybe it becomes tougher to make this and i am expressing my gratitude to sairam sir because from then on i began to pray swami whatever happens please don't change the resolve of mine please let me always want to stay with you let me always want to stay with you and it's with lots of love and gratitude to swami that i am saying that even when i reached my second year postgraduate that fires remained and i managed to tell swami that swami i want to stay with you but the second time was so much more different i felt because in the end of my postgraduate study when i told swami i want to be with you i want to stay with you i had at least some idea of what it means to stay for swami to live with all your focus on swami it requires you know of course once you enjoy this joy you will not call it a sacrifice but it requires some sort of sacrifices which you don't even think of when you say emotionally swami we want you swami i want to live with you i want you nothing else and as you rightly said it is easy to state it because it takes only a moment to state but to live it is a lifelong thing and it requires a lot of introspection before we are able to take it up right it's not that we don't mean it when we say it it's exactly it's completely a spontaneous thing but you know to mean it every moment of our life takes all the more effort and commitment commitment i think that is why some characters in the ramayana for instance the character of lakshmana i think it's stupendous I mean what he has lived you know the commitment with which he told rama that whatever you do i am following you if you're going to the forest i'm following you I mean it was not just that following which mattered because just after we're going to come to that point where you know they've crossed the boundaries of the city they've gone into the forest lakshmana is at it already and he did it for 14 years you know every night he wouldn't sleep and every day he wouldn't eat unless he has got the food for rama and sita he wouldn't of course you have all the other background stories which go with it why lakshmana never slept and why mm. he had the ability mm. maybe he had a boon all that is fine but the fact is he said you know this is my opportunity to serve you and he really meant it he really meant when i said that i'm coming with you i'm going to serve you for these 14 years till you're back in ayodhya I mean he really lived that commitment he really lived that decision he lived that choice every minute of that 14 years he spent in the forest two words crop up here one is 
intensity one is persistence what usually happens is one seems to be inversely proportional to the other you know as our intensity increases our perseverance seems to reduce it's like i can come up with one hour of supra intense effort for swami and possibly one day of terrific effort for swami possibly a week of good effort but in after it pulls on it wears away i am not able to persist if i am able to persevere then i am just you know doing something normally you know this is enough let me not get excited let me not get hyperbolic let me just do this much it's enough so intensity and consistency intensity versus consistency i feel we should temper our intensity to such a level that we are able to be consistent in it it is of no use especially in the spiritual path of course in other paths also it might be like that and sometimes it might show reward but to have a flash of intensity without consistency or being consistent without any intensity we need both and therefore that is why it requires intensity is that emotional moment but consistency is having the determination like lakshmana to carry it out for 14 years you know as you were speaking about lakshmana i was thinking prem when i got my job in radio sai the excitement the thrill i had you know like it is like i am walking into a place which swami has set up a place where swami has walked and i am working directly for swami you know these were my thoughts and the kind of you know work you are able to churn out is amazing some days i remind myself and tell myself that hey, this is what you have to be that is what is consistency can even after 7 years today can i walk into radio sai with the same enthusiasm energy passion love for swami and that feeling of being blessed as i did on the first day that is what consistency is about while what i did on the first day is what intensity is about so if we have intensity we have to develop consistency if we are having consistency we need to develop intensity very true and in fact all the characters if you look at the character of kaikey having known the fact that you know even swami mentioned in this discourse clip we played today where rama goes and requests her to do that if you see all the you know subsequent scenes I means she does not even once give a hint that she is pretending she does not even once give a hint that you know i am in a situation where i can't help it i'm doing this you know she is holding on to that bitter image of herself even when bharata comes even when you know dashratha is wailing she knows that she is going to lose her husband who is verily life for her even then she does not let go because she said i've given a word to rama that i will take upon this ignominy and I mean till the end of ramayana i don't think she has revealed it at all that's amazing consistency and her intensity we will of her intensity we will learn as we go ahead because nobody even gets the slightest doubt that there is something amiss everyone is convinced without a sliver of doubt that kaikey is a villainous is a treacherous villainous and so as you said amazing consistency and intensity the one more subtle point possibly with that we can bring this satsang to a close uh, one more subtle point prem you see this is from the fact that as dasharatha is running behind rama's chariot and calling out to rama to stop rama does not stop he says this is my father calling out because he is very attached to me but the same rama once dasharatha is gone he stops for the people this you know though it seems like a on a subtle way we see the lord can never be bound by attachment by mamakara by that feeling of belonging you know then not feeling of belonging that's a very nice way to put it actually attachment 
the lord can never be bound by attachment the lord can be bound only by love and love is nothing but selflessness and therefore it appears as if what dasharatha could not achieve the citizenry of ayodhya achieved of making rama stop you know because as rama himself says it is attachment from dasharatha's side that is calling out to me to stop and the lord can't be held by attachment but love love is the lord's greatest weakness love is therefore our the devotee's greatest strength one of the episodes which Swami had told about of course in the different yuga when Krishna is leaving and mm. you know all the gopikas are distraught hearing the news that Krishna is leaving so they all come running to Radha mm. and say that you know you tell one word he'll stop mm. you know, we all can cry and make a scene and do everything but he will not stop but you tell Krishna don't go he cannot go mm. you know, he's bound to your word you just tell him to stop and this is a beautiful episode you know where Radha looks at a pond which is beside her she is sitting by the side of a pond and there there is a reflection of the moon mm. okay and she looks at it and she says look at this pond it reflects the moon you know you can see the image of the moon there how much ever the pond thinks that the moon is mine how stupid it is okay it should only feel gratified that i am able to hold an image of the moon mm. okay and similarly as long as we think that you know he is bound to my word i can call him he is my krishna he does not belong to us at mm. every moment we have to believe that i belong to him mm. and his choice is my choice and that was the difference between what radha was and even though the other gopikas loved krishna so much and were ready to give their life for him the difference between them and radha was this in fact prem you know we began this satsang speaking about yesterday's drama because i have been so charged up by the drama let me conclude on that dramatic note you know yesterday this was the very point was which was again presented as the difference between the yadavas and the gopikas while the yadavas constantly claimed that krishna is ours he belongs to our family the gopikas always said that we belong to krishna and that is why krishna was experienced and enjoyed more by the gopikas than by the yadavas another beautiful episode you know it was brought up mm-hmm. about how mother yashoda tries to tie krishna right you know she tries to tie him because he is doing mischief how much ever she tries she is not able to bind him always the rope is turning out to be short Shorter, of length right. so she tries and tries she is not able to bind him and you know a question is asked lord when your own mother who has so much love for you is unable to bind you how can any devotee hope to bind you and the lord answers you know in the drama the way they showed they bring mother yashoda herself to the court and mother yashoda says you know every time i tried to bind krishna I always would fall two fingers short, two mm. finger length of cord short. Mm. And she said, then I realized that these two fingers are that of ahankara and mamakara, of ego and my attachment that this is my Krishna. The minute I let go of it, you know what actually happens as it's narrated in the Bhagavatam. She says, Krishna, you know, I don't know, but you better tie yourself. And Krishna actually ties himself. That is how it was depicted in the drama, and. so the minute you surrender you know we started our discussion with surrender where we don't blame the time swami also said you don't blame the muhurtam as bad or good accept everything as the lord so when with that surrender when you surrender to the lord that is when when you say that lord i can't hold on to you i can't bind you i can't do anything i am nothing lord you are everything the minute you say you are nothing the lord comes and says no you are everything 
it is paradoxical yet so beautiful the minute you surrender and say lord i have no control over you the lord comes and says my child you have all control over me i am totally your servant with that note dear listeners as it happens sometimes more than the story of lord rama we go through so many beautiful lessons and learnings and experiences with swami it is very difficult to separate rama and sai rama because after all they are one and the same and a delighted hanuman in our studio is proof that whether we speak of rama or sai rama it is the same lord we are speaking about and he is delighted we thank swami for this beautiful opportunity so dear listeners we're going to leave you with a song on of course lord rama so till we meet you next week this is arvind and prem offering this humble effort of ours at swami's lotus feet thank you jai sai ram Hey
You just heard an episode of our radio program Afternoon Satsang. This was a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live hosted by Prem and Arvind at 12:30 p.m. Indian Standard Time on Thursdays only on Asia Stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. The discussion was on Ramakatha Rasavahini, a book written by Swami, and today's episode was first broadcast live on 15th January 2015. Dear listener, We hope you like this program. As always, you can send us your feedback to listener at radioside.org. You could also WhatsApp us your feedback to this number nine three nine three two five eight two five eight. Thank you and Sai Ram. <laughs>